Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey there, I'm Grant Wall. Welcome to the Planet Football Podcast. This week's interview guest is Tyler Adams. A quick reminder, if you like the podcast, it would really help us if you go to Apple Podcasts and provide a rating and a review. It helps people find us, and we'd appreciate you recommending the podcast to someone you know. Onward! Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our guest today is Tyler Adams of RB Leipzig and the U.S. men's national team. He played all 90 minutes in a nil-nil tie with Bayern Munich on Sunday, keeping Leipzig one point out of first place behind Bayern in the Bundesliga. Tyler, thanks for coming back on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me, Grant. Now, the last time we had you on was right before you left for Leipzig, and uh, we met in your apartment in New Jersey and you had cheese and crackers ready for me, which was actually the first time any athlete has ever done that. So thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're doing this one over Skype. You're in Leipzig. Uh, let's start with the Bayern game, which I just rewatched. Uh, tough environment to go into the Allianz Arena, get a point uh, for your team. Um, it seemed like you were a right back when not in possession and more of a right midfielder when you had possession. 
How would you describe what your instructions were positionally during this game? <laughs> You're one of the, the first people I've talked to that, that have noticed kind of the tactical sense of uh, what I was trying to do and what I was obviously um, told to do in that match. So um, exactly like you said, uh, in, in possession, I was more of a, uh, an eight in, a, in the right side of a diamond in the midfield. And mm -hmm. then out of possession, more of a wing back. And we moved to um, five in the back tactically so we can um, defend their wide spots a bit easier. And then when we wanted to press, we could take a little bit more of chances of me stepping out um, and being able to to affect the game while um, Lucas Klosterman, who was our, our right center back at that time, um, was able to slide over and then, and then cover me. So um, in that game... Yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a lot of information going on. But um, for me, I think that my tactical sense of the game was able to help me in that sense. And um, obviously the coach trusted me in that in that position to you know play two different roles, um, have two different mindsets of what to do with the ball, what to do without the ball. Um, and in the end, you know, like I said, we'll take the point going to Allianz Arena against Bayern. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like you've played centrally uh, recently for Leipzig. You've played more on you know, wide. Um, how much variation is there game to game in your instructions? Yeah. So, uh, you know, having a new coach come into the team this year, um, he's been able to inject new ideas into the team, um, a new way of playing without losing um, kind of the structure that we had last year. So a lot of the, the good things that, you know, he brings to, to this team is his tactical understanding of the game. Um, he dissects each opponent um, and finds their weaknesses, finds their strengths, and then um, comes up with a very detailed game plan of the ways that we want to play. So um, for me, you know, he's seen me obviously play a couple different roles. And, you know, coming back after a long injury, it wasn't easy, right? Because um, the team has kind of already established itself over the, the, the first half of the season. We're doing really well. It's not always easy to, um, you know, just throw a player in there and, and kind of hope that he does well. So um, I'm happy that after obviously working hard in training and, and recuperating to, to come back, um, I've been able to find time on the field. And um, for me now, it's just taking it game by game. But, you know, my roles have varied. My tactical information of the game is, is growing game by game. Um, I'm starting to understand the game in different ways. Um, and yeah, overall, I think it's helping me develop individually and, and obviously help the team. Your matchup in this Bayern game uh, was against another MLS-developed player in Alfonso Davies of Bayern. Uh, how do you try and deal with what Davies does on the field in a game like that? Yeah, it, it's difficult, right? Because, you know, for me, uh, a lot of times that uh, we were out of possession, which Bayern is obviously a great possession team, um, I was playing like that wingback and obviously applying pressure um, for the most part higher up the field. So a lot of times um, if the ball is played behind me or over my head, my first instinct is to turn and try to recover um, and then obviously have to chase him, which is not the easiest of passes <laughs> if, if anybody knows. Um, and I think that, you know, that that obviously uh, requires a lot of running and he's not a slow guy. So, um, you know, we caught up before the game, we caught up after the game and I just laugh. I mean, he he's developed so much as a player and obviously playing that that left back role has allowed him to get on the field even, you know, quicker in, in a, in a star studded Bayern lineup. So, um, yeah, he, he's not, a, he's not a slow guy. He's, he's, uh, developed a lot, uh, obviously, you know, being on the field, playing next to Alaba, playing with Gnabry and some of these, you know, world-class players that he has on his team. So, um, yeah, he's not an easy guy to stop as you can see. <laughs> I mean, 
I'll be honest. I, I wasn't certain when Davies went over to Bayern that he it wouldn't get loaned out or that he'd have a place to to play with them. That's a pretty big move to make. Um, how tight are you guys? How you I, and and what were you talking about before and after the game? Yeah, I mean, first off, we were just talking about obviously, you know, how amazing Allianz Arena was, and then we started to talk about yeah, how he's getting on the pitch and and how he's doing well. And you know, for me, you know, being a young player as well, when I was in New York and um, Jesse used me as a right back a little bit, and that was my way of getting on the field and breaking into my natural position. So I told him, I was like, as long as you can get on the field, obviously you're going to be happy. I mean, no one's going to complain whether you're playing left back, right back, center mid, left wing for Bayern Munich. You know what I'm saying? So um, he was really excited about that, um, and he's just a hard worker. So it's really good to see him be rewarded with opportunities to play. And, and like you said, obviously, when you make the transfer to a big club like that, you, you don't always know if you're going to be loaned out or, or what might happen. But I'm very happy that they've given him the opportunity to play because um, he not only deserves it, he's worked hard for it, but now he's playing and putting in the performances that, that he deserves to, to, to have now. I, I do think there was a sense in this game, watching you and Davies go out uh, with each other even, that... For, there's a bit of a point of pride for MLS development that two guys who are still very young, who are developed in MLS uh, situations, are playing against each other in the biggest game in Europe all weekend. Uh, do you guys think about that at all, or is that just something that we from afar think about? Um, I think that there is that that sense of pride for, for us as well, because, uh, you know, for me... Um, being, I, or for us, I should say, being in the position that we're in, I don't think you ever forget where you come from, right? I think one of the most important things for me personally, at least, um, is always remembering where I've come from. And New York Red Bulls is a, a huge, huge part of my development, a part of my life, a part of my family. Um, we've devoted so much time and, you know, to making this dream come true so that um, I can obviously play at the biggest stage in the world. And, you know, that game, you know, last uh, or this past Sunday now, um, was the biggest game of my career, I would say. It was what, definitely one of the most physically demanding games, uh, tactical understanding of the game. Um, it just requires such a high level of, of focus, hard work. Um, and for me, coming from MLS and, and playing in those games there, um, that's kind of what has developed me. Those were my first opportunities to play you know, first-team games. And um, under Jesse and Chris Armis, um, they've demanded so much of me to develop as a player. And now um, being here and playing at this level that I'm at, I'll never forget the opportunities that were given to me. Bayern has won seven straight Bundesliga titles. Your team, Leipzig, is the closest one to them right now. What do you think it's going to take down the stretch to dethrone the champions? Yeah, um, for me, I think that one of the most important things is taking it game by game, right? We don't want to look too far ahead and say, this game is going to be a deal breaker in us winning the title or this game might be a deal breaker. Um, most importantly, uh, I would say that um, the focus has to remain um, on game by game. You know, we have some important Champions League games coming up as well, but we can't really look too far ahead. I mean, there's going to be some tough tasks ahead, um, not just for us, but for Bayern, for Dortmund, for, for a lot of the teams that are fighting for that top spot. Um, for me, obviously, it's it's no secret that at the end of the year, I want to raise a, a trophy. That's one of the most important things to me. But, um, you know, getting three points in tough environments 
is also important. You know, we have some big games um, coming up, but if we look too far ahead, I think we get lost. You'll get lost in um, in the game that's coming up on the weekend. So, um, for instance, we play Bremen on, on the weekend, and uh, that's not going to be an easy one. They're fighting for their lives, so we're going to get the best version of uh, every team that we play going forward now. You mentioned your manager, Julian Nagelsmann. He's one of the bright coaching prospects in world football, just 32 years old, which is kind of crazy. Uh, what have you learned about Nagelsmann in, in how he approaches things day to day? Yeah, he's a very detail-oriented manager. Um, for me personally, I think that's um, very helpful. You know, you know what you want to know your role going into each game, and he and he provides, like I said, a very detailed game plan of of how to break down teams. Uh, every week we play uh, eleven v eleven. At at some point during the week, um, the teams will be completely rotated, and uh, that's one of the things that I think allows us to get the best versions out of ourselves. Uh, nobody gets comfortable or complacent with you know what might be the predicted starting lineup. You know we don't know, and I, I think that undecided precedent. Um, leaves us leaves us with the um, ambition to go into training and say this is our opportunity to prove prove ourselves to to the manager that we should be playing on the Saturday or a different individual obviously might have the same mentality but um, for me you know the the details and, and and the tactical movements and oh you need to move here to open up this space for another player um, sort of speak um, has definitely helped me progress because you know now I'm on the field sometimes um, looking for for to create spaces with my runs to to open up space for other players and you know naturally I think that coming into this season, um, I, I was a very good tactical player and understanding of the game, but I, I really do think that um, this year he's he's helping me to um, take that part of my game to the next level, which I think will be a huge part for me moving forward. You mentioned uh, learning the lineup. When do you guys learn who's playing in the lineup? Um, yeah, so uh, that was a bit of that was a bit of a change, but we actually get to line up uh, forty five or thirty minutes before the game. Whoa, that's yeah, wild! So it's 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 a close it's a it's a close one, but um, it's really interesting because honestly, like I know people people re always react the same way when when you tell them that, but um, at the same time, you know, it it, it really does leave um, no one to be complacent. Uh, within the week you know everyone has to work hard and that's one of his biggest things he wants every player to work hard every single day so um you know there's no lack of hard work in our team you can definitely say that i guess i'm just curious for other coaches that you've had in your career when have you gotten the lineup uh man i mean two days before the game sometimes mm -hmm. um but you know you know the other thing that's crazy is i sit here and talk about you know what other coaches i've had and you know, from from a New York Red Bulls perspective, it was just Jesse and Chris who were internally always working together, mm -hmm. um, and that's one one of the other big changes that that's kind of happened for me is you know obviously with Jesse moving on to Salzburg, um, losing someone that's kind of coached you for the past five years is also a bit a bit strange. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, he gives he, they gave us the lineup two days before the game, usually a day before the game, but yeah, here and now it's it's forty five or thirty minutes before the game. Wow. Um Next week, next Wednesday to be exact, you have Tottenham Hotspur in Champions League, leg one in London. What are you most excited about with that matchup? Yeah, it's it's really exciting mat matchup. And I think for, for us, when, when we got that draw, um, obviously we were excited to go against anyone. But I think that playing against Tottenham, um, the style of play that they play, almost a, a similar sense to us in a way, um, it's, it's going to be a really fun matchup. We have two... 
Um, two teams that are energetic and want to get after the game, put the games on their terms. Um, and we have a young team that's obviously eager to prove themselves in the Champions League. You know, for me personally, um, this is my first sniff at obviously being healthy and playing a Champions League game. So for me, it's, uh, it's you know, hopefully a dream come true if I'm able to step on the field, hear the anthem, and then obviously prove to everyone that I'm able to play at that level. So um, I'm really excited for the opportunity. The team's excited for the opportunity. Um, and like I said, um, kind of a game-by-game mentality, but that's one that you look at on the calendar and you're like, yeah, I can't wait to play that. Do you get as excited about hearing the Champions League anthem as I do? Uh, I mean, ever since I was a little kid, all I can do, like, anytime someone mentions the word Champions League, um, I get I get goosebumps because hearing that anthem from from a young age, I mean, usually I'm on my couch, you know, turning the TV on and and uh, and watching everyone walk out to it. And I'm like, wow, what a what a sight that is. I can't imagine what they're, they're feeling. And then, you know, to potentially be one of those players now that you know, kids are wa- turning on their TVs and watching me walk out to it is is a, a special feeling. So I hope I have that opportunity. Nice. Um, I got to admit, sometimes I forget that you're still just 20 years old. I did see you're turning 21 this Friday. So happy birthday. Thank you very much. Um, you've always been ahead of your years soccer wise. And so I guess what I'm wondering is, what is the next step? What are you pushing yourself to learn or be doing even better at these days? Yeah, it's 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 a tough question. I mean, I think that one thing that's that's very important to not just me and my family is is uh, getting a college degree. Um, I think I know we've talked about this before, but um, that was kind of one of those promises that I made to my mom when I signed my professional contract. Because you know, when she heard the news, oh, like I might have the opportunity to sign a professional contract, um, her first reaction was, "No, you have to go to college." My dad's first reaction is. Um, honey, you know, maybe we have to think about this. There's a huge opportunity for, for him to, to make the next step in his career and, and move on uh, playing the game he loves. But, you know, obviously my mom, my mom would never uh, halter that decision and uh, she gave into that. So um, studying psychology and, and made, or specifically majoring in sports psychology is, is what I'm looking to achieve. And um, I've been doing that for the past couple years now, two and a half years maybe. So um, still some credits to go, obviously, but um, that kind of keeps me focused and, and humbled off the field, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously my family is a, a big part of not just the person that I've become, but the player as well. Um, they've always found the right balance of um, soccer, social life, school, um, and just having the right balance in life is obviously very important at all times. So um, yeah, as I, as I get older, you, you start to realize there's there's some things that that are you know important obviously for me so- i always tell everyone soccer is the most important thing you know i work really hard for that and um obviously i want to be the best uh, at any given time whether i'm on the field with you know some world-class players obviously like we played byron um i'm just always wanting to prove myself to everyone so um yeah <laughs> nice i i don't want to belabor the point but you did miss several months with the groin injury it's it's great to see you back on the field but this wasn't just missing a few weeks mm-hmm. could you describe what the issue was and kind of why it took so long to recover yeah i mean i, I don't know if, if anyone really knows what actually happened but um at first it was my my left groin and and that kept me out um in april for for about six weeks um and then i uh, came back for the Pokal final, had full rest, and yeah, I was I was I was ready to go. And I came back in um, 
for the for the preseason was feeling good had a couple more weeks that they wanted me to rest um, just to make sure that that everything was good and believe it or not a month after um, we came back from from Austria for our, from our preseason camp um, I did something weird in training I it must have been a movement or getting stepped on. Um, honestly, it was so long ago now that I can't even remember. Um, but a, a ligament under my second toe, which is rare, it actually ruptured. And that kept me out for a little bit more time. So I've actually got injured in rehab training, which is wow. – <laughs> I, wow. I couldn't believe it when it happened. Um, and, you know, now I look back on it now and I'm like, yeah, okay. It was one of the – it was maybe just another thing I needed to overcome. But um, – that kept me out for, man, I can't even remember, maybe six weeks again. Wow. So then I, I come back from that and I, I'm feeling really good. And um, I start training. I, I think I'm training for maybe two weeks and, and my groin, just this con continuous agging pain whenever I pass the ball, whenever I go to sprint. Um, it's, it's one thing to, to feel pain. I, 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 you know, I play with pain. I've played with pain. Um, you're never going to feel 100%. Um, but this pain was was so um, continuous that it, it just was not comfortable, and I couldn't do what I I know I'm, I was capable of, and I think that was the biggest um, mental block for me was being not being able to know. Okay, can I go press this guy now? Can I go close this guy down like I want to and, and try to make an interception? Just those sudden movements that um, people know me for and what I'm good at. Um, and that kept me out. Yeah. A little bit longer. I went to see, um, a couple different doctors and yeah, finally I, I got some exercises and things like that, that relieved the pain. And yeah, I mean, I guess that gets me to where I am now, which is, you know, six months later and, and, uh, a lot of agony, um, that came to deal with it, but, um, I'm feeling good now. So I'm excited to move forward and, and kind of forget about that. No, I, I can imagine. The only other question I would have about that is, did you ever start to wonder, could this injury and layoff time really affect my career? Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> it, yeah, that's the, that's the best answer to that. Um, Good. for me, it was just a matter of, of, of staying patient, knowing that, um, when I do feel healthy, that nothing's going to stop me from, from returning. Um, you know, of course, lengthy injuries always, always affect a player mentally and physically, right? It's mm -hmm. obviously the, the, the difficult part of an injury. And that was my first major injury. That, that was the hardest part. But now having that experience, um, I think will help me in the long run. I mean, obviously, I'm praying that um, there's no longer injuries and I'm taking care of my body, you know, the best that I can so that um, nothing like that will happen. Um, but so much of that injury is based off of overuse. And, you know, the fact that it came back again um, and again and again uh, kind of points to the fact that I think my body was just at a, at a threshold where, you know, it was it was it was telling me, you know, you need to take a break and you need to take a long break because, um, it's not ready to come back. So maybe when I was coming back, it was a little bit too early. You know, there's, you know, maybe the things I was doing weren't a hundred percent right, but no one, no one knows the answer to that a hundred percent. And, you know, you see more players that have this injury and some have surgery, some don't. And, you know, the, the decision I made here was that, you know, I wanted to do it the, the, uh, cautious way and not, uh, have surgery right away or make any rash decisions. Um, and I think that for me, it, it benefited me in the long run because now I'm feeling good. Um, I haven't had a major surgery that, you know, would have kept me out, you know, similar timeline, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and now I'm ready to go. It's very likely that you'll be called back into the U S men's national team for the first time in a while next month during the window. How are you viewing the year 2020 with the national team and what do you want to achieve? 
yeah, it's a monstrous year for us. Um, we have some big things to achieve. And obviously, I haven't um, been a part of that group for, for you know, quite a bit of time now. Like you said, obviously, missing Gold Cup, which was one of the, the major tournaments for the team. Um, but I've been in contact with Greg. I was able to be in contact with a lot of my teammates that um, – I'm obviously very close with, uh, you know, you have the guys like Christian, Aaron Long, who's in the team, um, Weston, just a bunch of guys. Um, and we're excited about moving forward. You know, they have, you know, we, they, they have a team that's um, exciting. We've added some obviously good prospects like Serginho Dest and, um, and other young players that are breaking through the pipeline now. So um, for me, you know, one of my biggest things is I want to establish myself as a leader now. Um, I think that uh, coming from the position that I'm in here, having the experiences that I'm getting um, with, with Leipzig, um, I'm going to be able to use those experiences in big games and, and, and kind of take over and, and you know, lead the, the group of guys that we have at going out on the field. And, you know, at the end of the day, I want to be a winner. So I'm going to try to get everyone on the same page and um, create a group of winners where we can go out, you know, not only qualify for the World Cup later in the year, um, but we also have, you know, Olympic, Olympics possibly for my, my age. Um, and then, you know, some big games coming up. Uh, you mentioned Olympic. Olympic qualifying is next month. And, and uh, that's a situation where clubs aren't uh, forced to release anybody for them. But if the U.S. were to qualify for the Olympics, uh, would there be a chance that you would play in it? Uh, if I have the opportunity, there's there's 100 percent. I would 100 percent want to go. There's no you know delay in thought for that. Um for me, it's it's another opportunity to represent your national team at a high level. I mean, there's there's teams that take that very very seriously, and I don't see why the U.S. should be one of those teams that doesn't. Um, you have other countries, you know, obviously in the past Olympics, like everyone knows, you know, where Neymar went and and they won. So um, you're playing against you know some world class players and and some budding superstars. So um, I think for me, it's just another platform that I can use to. Um, accelerate my growth um, and also, you know, again, establish myself as a leader, a bunch with a group of guys that um, are similar to me in age, which is which is a good feeling. So um, for me, if we qualify for the World or for the World Cup, for the Olympics, um, it would be a, a really, really exciting moment for me to go and be able to represent my country in the Olympics. Not everyone gets to say they've played in the Olympics. Is it your sense that if the U.S. were to qualify for the Olympics, that other age-eligible players like Christian Pulisic, like Weston McKinney, might be in, or, like might really want to play? I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see why not. It's just, you know, like I said, another great stage where you're able to represent, uh, you know, your country at the highest level. So um, I think for us in specific, uh, the young guys that are that are you know, establishing themselves with the senior national team. It's another great opportunity before, you know, qualification for the World Cup and um, end a World Cup to, to play at a high level. So um, I think for us, we can kind of get the sense of what a tournament stage format is like um, outside of the Gold Cup, of course, mm -hmm. um, you know, playing against countries that are obviously from Europe and South America as well. How often are you in touch with Greg Berhalter and, and what do you guys talk about? Yeah, I, I talked to Greg a, a great amount, and he keeps in touch. And over the time that I've been injured, um, he's done uh, an amazing job of reaching out to me, seeing how I'm doing. Um, I've had 
you know, some some Skype calls uh, like this one here um, about, uh, you know, what what he sees for me going forward. Also with the, the fitness um, staff that's been, you know, absolutely amazing um, from the U.S. national team reaching out to me, seeing if I need anything. Um, they've sent a uh, a uh, um, gosh, I'm blanking out. Sorry. A, um, a therapist here as well that uh, that looks over all the European players. Um, and, you know, keeps a good relationship with the club as well for the time that, you know, when an international window comes, they know exactly what they need to do to make sure that I come out of the camp healthy. I'm ready to, to help my club, but also my national team. Um, so, yeah, it's been good to, to also have that feeling that, you know, you almost never left the, the national team. I've been out for, for six months be, before these past couple of months, and I have the feeling that I can walk back in um, to camp and feel comfortable there, which is, which is a good sense. We're winding down here with Tyler Adams coming to us from Leipzig, Germany. Uh, Greg Berhalter said recently that he sees you as a central midfielder with the national team, not so much as a right back where you had played a little bit for him at one point. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I think that um, individually um, my best my best role is as a as a six. Um, I know that how I'm able to impact the game from that position um, allows me a little bit more freedom to to do what I'm good at. Um, of course, in a, in a sense, there's there's always parts of your game that you're going to want to improve, and in the system that Greg wants to play, um, I know that um, we've had you know different sorts of models of players that have played there with different qualities. Uh, but I know that the way that I'm able to impact the game, um, not everyone can do the same uh, in that position. So um, I'm excited to get in there. Um, obviously, you know, possibly have the, the possibility to play with um, with Weston and guys like that, um, which obviously excite me. So uh, moving forward, you know, obviously I, I need to continue to develop it and play well. But when I have the opportunity to play with the national team, I'm excited to be back in there. You know, there's still a fair amount of negativity from the fan base about the U.S. men's national team, obviously connected to not qualifying for 2018. What would you say to them to try and reassure them? Um, that's, a, that's a great question. And, and, and like you said, um, there has been you know, quite a bit of, bit of negativity. Uh, but in, in a sense, um, we've built that negativity um, up from obviously past experiences. But now with, with a young, fresh, um, reviving group that is coming into to the fold, um, they should be excited. There's guys that are working really hard to, to obviously not just only qualify for the next World Cup, but, but do great bits in, in the next World Cup. And I think we have the ability to do that. So um, as hard as it is to stay patient, um, we're working hard behind the scenes, of course, to um, give a product that they're excited to watch. You know, you want fans that are going to be able to come out to the game and say, wow, they're playing a style of play that's not only attractive, but effective. At the end of the day, we have to win games. And that's the most important thing. Um, but I can tell you one thing is that this group will win games moving forward. So we're excited about that. And lastly, I'm just curious, you said you're in touch with a few guys from the national team. Uh, is this like individual text? Do you guys have like a message group? How, how does that work? <laughs> Yeah, of, of course, uh, with the guys that are in Europe, we just talk all the time. Me, um, Christian, Weston, um, guys like that. And uh, we've just created friendships that um, have lasted a long time. Obviously, you know, our connection to the national team have, has gone, you know, quite a bit ways back now, um, all the way back to residency. So um, those relationships last, um, you know, a lifetime, they say. Uh, for me, 
my relationship with guys like Aaron and some of the other guys in MLS come from my time playing in MLS. So um, I think that having those, you know, little friendships outside of, you know, just being with the national team um, help for a better team bond when we're in the national team. And, and I'm sure that that team bond is growing more and more every time there's a camp. Um, obviously, I haven't been a part of um, a camp in, in recent time, but I'm excited to get back in because um, I know that we'll have a great thing moving forward there. You're going to be in London for Champions League next week. Any chance you'll see Christian? Uh, maybe there's the possibility to see Christian. Uh, I haven't texted him exactly about being there, but um, I know they have a Champions League game uh, either the Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, so I don't know if they'll be in town and they play Bayern. So uh, that's a big one for him as well. Gotcha. Well, Tyler Adams, thank you so much for joining us and happy birthday. <laughs> thank you very much, man. Thanks for listening to the Planet Football Podcast. I'd like to thank Tyler Adams as well as producer Harry Swartout and everyone at Sports Illustrated who supports this podcast. Remember, if you like the podcast, it would really help us if you go to Apple Podcasts and provide a rating and a review. And we'd appreciate you recommending the podcast to someone you know. See you next time.